Okay, so this is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein, on assignment to tell you that we are not ready for Jesus' return, and he's teaching us how to be ready. It starts with an open mind, not being prideful and thinking that you know more than he does, but we got to listen to his warnings. And so let's acknowledge him. Let's hear what he has to say today. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are here to tell us the truth. And we want to know the truth. You actually said that those who you dearly and tenderly love you correct and so correct us, Lord. Without your correction, Lord, we are ignorant. So we thank you and praise you. I thank you, Lord, that you've chosen me to do your work. And I am thrilled and I'm expecting you to be here. I'm leaning on you and I give you all the glory in your name. I really am leaning on him. I don't do any of this without him telling me what to do. And today he wanted to talk about, um, wanted me to start actually with Matthew 24. We're going to read 37 through 39. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For just as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, men marrying, and women being given in marriage until that very day when Noah went into the ark. And then they did not know or understand they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. So what Jesus is saying is just like in the day of Noah, it's going to be. Just as in the day of Noah, it's going to be the coming of the Son of Man. Can you imagine? Maybe it's you. Maybe your son or daughter is getting married. And you're spending all this time planning for that wedding. You know, it takes a good year to get ready for a wedding, but right up to the last minute is when everything is rushed into place. Imagine that's you. Imagine it's your daughter. And then all of a sudden that trumpet blows, as in the day of Noah. All of a sudden it started raining, and the flood started. And this day the trumpet, it's going to blow, and Jesus is going to appear. And you're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, Jesus is here. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What about the wedding? We've been looking at Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and shout for joy, exulting and triumphant. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor. For the marriage of the Lamb at last has come, and his bride has prepared himself. we got to get ready for the wedding. We were talking about um, we were talking about the invitation to the banquet in Matthew 22. We were talking about how nobody had time to come to the banquet, and Jesus is waiting for us to come. He's invited us. Have you ever gotten an invitation and you really didn't want to go? You accepted the invitation, maybe because you're worried about what people thought of you and you wanted to fit in, but you really didn't want to do that. You had so many other things going on, so many other things going on and, and that you were interested and you weren't really interested in going anyway. You said you'd come, but you didn't come. You didn't plan on coming even. And so maybe you missed it, didn't really bother you because you weren't planning on coming anyway. Maybe you said, Jesus, I'll do anything for you. And then when he called upon you, 
You were like too busy maybe doing that fundraiser at the garage sale or maybe actually helping your daughter get married, your son or daughter get married. And um, what, if, what if there wouldn't be a wedding? What if you're preparing for that wedding and Jesus came and nothing happened? What if he even told you before that there wasn't going to be a wedding, that he was coming? Would you confront your daughter? Would she be okay? Would she be upset? Would you would you go along with her anyway and, and just think, well, maybe I didn't hear Jesus right, um, even though he told you he was coming in seven days? But you went along with your daughter because you're afraid she'd never talk to you again. Maybe you're in a church situation where they don't honor Jesus. And Jesus asked you to leave. Would you do it or, or would you stay because you wanted to have that position that you have or, or was it the paycheck? Maybe in both situations, he was telling you things to come. And you had to do that right thing, that one last thing before he came to be right standing with him. What if that's what it was about? And you missed it, just as in the day of Noah. Everybody's doing their thing. And yet, all, all the energy you're putting into all these things, and yet Jesus wanted to tell you, I'm coming. Put your interest in me. Pay attention to me. All those things that you're doing are a waste of time. I'm coming. And when that trumpet blows, if you hadn't hearkened to his voice, if you didn't heed to his voice, you're actually going to wish Jesus didn't come. He's going to be like that thief in the night because you weren't ready. You didn't get ready. You didn't listen to those promptings. He sent people to talk to you. You told your sister, yeah, you're overboard. I know he's coming, but, you know, he's been saying that forever. And um, it's just been so long that I'm not even sure that he is. And maybe we're believing something that's not true, or maybe that's not what he meant, this, that, and the other thing. And then when Jesus is here and you stand before him, you're going to realize you were wrong. That your sister wasn't overboard. And that God did tell you he was coming. You heard right. But you failed to get ready. You know, Jesus said a lot of us do things like that because we're hanging out with the wrong people. We're hanging out with people that compromise. He's saying to come out from among them. Second Corinthians 6. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not make mistaken alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them, inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership have right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? How can light have fellowship with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? What agreement can there be between the temple of God and idols? 
You know, when we put other things before what he said, we're compromising. And and that's an idol. If it's something you got to do or somebody you got to please or something you got to have, come out from among them and walk. He said, for it actually, um, what agreement can there be with the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, even as God said, I will dwell in them with and among them and will walk in and with and among them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. So come out from among them, unbelievers, unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. And touch not any unclean thing that I receive. And then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. And I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. When your eyes meet Jesus, will, will your eyes be meeting Jesus because you've been true to him? Or will your unfaithfulness show? Will you be walking down that aisle to meet him, or will you be running to take cover? Because you already know, just by looking at him, that you missed it. Will you meet him at the altar, as you said you would? I had a dream um, a while back, and Jesus was waiting for me at the altar. The music was playing, but I wasn't ready. In the natural, I was just putzing around doing this, that, and the other thing, and I just couldn't get ready in time. I couldn't find things. And by the time I got there, the music stopped playing, and Jesus was gone. They got tired of waiting. You think Jesus might be tired of waiting? I didn't make it to the wedding. I was late. At one time, he told me I was like the five virgins. They were late. They weren't ready. They couldn't get in the door. They knocked and knocked and said, Lord, Lord. And he said, I'm not acquainted with you. And he shut the door. I wasn't ready for that wedding. He was warning me. He's warning you today. Get serious about him. Come out from among those who don't believe, those who compromise. Get away from them. They're pulling you under. It's Satan's ploy to pull you under so you're not ready for that day. He hates God, and he hates you because God loves you. And he's trying to keep you from God, from your eternal life with him. And Jesus wants to say to you today, don't compromise, but get ready. Watch and pray. If you don't watch and pray, then you're going to be distracted. You're going to be doing other things. Watch and pray. Be ready. Look for him. Ask what you can do for him. Don't be like caught in a wedding and when the trumpet blows like you didn't know. That's what he means when he said it'll be like a thief in the night. You got to get ready. You got to watch and pray. Your life should be about getting ready for Jesus, getting on your knees every morning and saying, Jesus, what do you need me to do? I want to be a part of your life. I want to be ready. I don't want to be eating and drinking and getting married and and um, just carrying on with life. When that trumpet blows, 
I want to know. Jesus said he'd tell us things to come. He told Noah seven days. In seven days, it was going to rain. He told Noah details. He wants to tell you details. No, we don't know the day or the hour, but we can have an inkling. We can know. What if he said, in seven days? What if he said that? In seven days, I'm coming. Quickly, get ready. Could you be ready? Or were you just doing all kinds of other stuff? When he warned me, I was like one of the five virgins. I was doing just kind of on vacation from what he called me to do. And he said, you can't get ready at the last minute in my dream. I couldn't get ready at the last minute. I couldn't. And I missed him. You don't want to miss it. If you miss it, it's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart, Revelation 3.20. He's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, if you would be committed to him, then he'll come and live on the inside of you, just like we just read. He's going to be our God. We're going to be his people. He's going to live on the inside of us. But you have to be engaged with him, just like you get engaged to be married. You have to be engaged with him. You have to be about what he's about. Care about what he cares about. Be a part of his life. It's not just a prayer you pray and then you walk away. Those are fake Christians. Those are hypocrites. The Pharisees, Jesus called them hypocrites. Because they knew the law, they taught the law, but they didn't do the law. And so Jesus is saying, I am knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would invite me in by heeding my voice, I will come and I will help you to get ready for that day. I will receive you and help you, show you truth, tell you things to come, and prepare you for a wedding day. You know, if you want to move in with him, you got to be in agreement with him. And to be in agreement with him, you got to get to know him and what he's about. And when he shows himself to you, you'll, you'll decide, I want to live with you forever. I love you. He loves you. He gave, down, he gave his life for you. He put down his life for you. He did, because he loves you so much. And now he's offering you an invitation to come to the wedding banquet. But you got to have on that wedding dress. And the only way that you have on that what get that wedding dress is not to be too busy and start paying attention. Let him recreate you in his likeness. He's in love with you. Say that prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are knocking at the door of our heart. And we're going to heed your voice. We're accepting your invitation. We're accepting your invitation. And we refuse to be fake Christians. We're going to do what you say. We're going to do what you do and do what you say. We're committed to you. We're engaged with you, and we're going to prepare the way for you. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory. If you said that prayer, Jesus is excited. I'm excited for you. And on that day, when you stand before him, it's going to be awesome. If you keep heeding his voice, don't compromise. Don't be a fake Christian. Don't be doing things that don't matter 
ask yourself. I, I had a friend once that said, is it eternal? Then let's do it. Is it for eternal, eternity? Let's do it. If it's temporary, this time here is temporary. We don't know if it's today or tomorrow, next week, next year. But we're going to have an inkling, and we already know that he's at the door. He's ready to open that door. The time is near. Matthew 24 tells us the signs, and Jesus on the inside of you will help you to know there's not much time. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.